what do you, I, and every sitcom have in common? That's right. This week, we're talking about family, y'all. And family doesn't really go without trauma. So you're going to want to stick around for these stories before they're inevitably a Netflix documentary. On this episode of Socrates, with me, your friend Danielle. Danielle is not a licensed anything, even though she thinks she is. Hey! Please take her advice at your own risk, physically and legally. And we be talking about adult stuff, so listener discretion is advised. Ooh, welcome back to another episode of Socrates. This one is maybe one of my very favorite subjects. Because family is something we can all relate to. Whether it's the people you're born with or the people you choose, family is in all of our lives. And if that's the case, that means we're collecting secrets along the way. And some of you, well, just happen to share them with me, a total stranger on the internet. And I thank you for it. We have a doozy of Socrates today, you guys. I can't believe some of the things that you all have told me. I appreciate it. I love it. But sometimes I can't really believe it. So here we are with three of maybe my favorite Socrates we've ever had. Just because they're kind of out of this world. I feel like I'm in on the ground floor before these are inevitably snapped up by Netflix and made into some amazing three-part, like, limited docu-series. I love a good limited docu-series, and now I get to do a little of my own. So let's just jump in, shall we? Our first secret today is actually kind of a two-parter, because I got two secrets that were very similar. And the first one is, my dad is cheating on my mom, and I'm the only one that knows. So you might be thinking, okay, What's the other secret? The other secret is my mom is cheating on my dad. They both know, they just don't know that I know. Now, the reason that I put these secrets together is because, well, they both kind of encompass the same thing, but at a different angle. So let's start with the first one. My dad is cheating on my mom and she doesn't know. Well, that puts you in a a bit of a predicament, doesn't it? Did I just sound like Pennywise the Clown there? I hope so. Regardless, I understand that this is a very tough situation to be in. All of these Socrates this episode are at their boiling point pretty rough. But you can't get through life thinking, this is the hardest day of my life. It's never going to get any better. So we'll try to shed some light on what's happening and hopefully find... Maybe not a silver lining, but at least like a heather gray lining. You know what I mean? We're not quite silver yet, but we're getting there. We'll just chill in this jersey material until we get there. Okay? So, your dad is cheating on your mom, and she doesn't know. Now, obviously, you know. So, the burden becomes, do you tell your mom that your dad is being unfaithful? Or do you confront your dad 
and make him tell your mom? Or do you hide in a scary, blissful ignorance until you can inevitably leave the house and not have to think about it again? Okay, so some of these options are a little better than others. What I want to say, though, is for the love of God, do not feel like you have to take on this emotional labor for people around you. Now, maybe this is a hot take, you guys, but family does not get a get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes to mental and emotional manipulation and the labor that comes with it. Now, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because we are you know, obviously connected to the people in our family. We obviously love these people. And there's also a very like societal norm that the people that give birth to you, the people you grow up with are your family. That's it. You only get one family and this is it. And you just have to make the best of it. And that could not be further from the truth. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should go out today and be like, you know what? I'm over it. I never want to talk to my family again. We're done. Unless they're horrible people, then maybe. But what I'm saying is you are allowed to have your own life, your own feelings, and not feel like you have to be constantly looking out for these other grown adults. Now, for those of you who know me, um, this is very much a do as I say, not as I do kind of announcement because I've definitely put myself on the line a lot for my family in many different ways. But you just have to learn that the same way that you put boundaries with other people in your life, in other relationships, that can also apply to your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, your cousins, anyone in your life who you feel like is family. You can put boundaries there. And this secret is a huge one for establishing that boundary. I don't know how close you are to either or both of your parents, so... I can't give you a definitive answer on what you should do when you find out that one of your parents is being unfaithful, but you just have to decide if this is a secret that you can live with knowing, or, you know, if you feel like you should tell your mom or talk to your dad about it. Now, you're in a different situation than this companion secret, which is my mom is cheating on my dad. They both know, but they don't think I know. I will say that every relationship is different. We also don't know, you don't know your parents' relationship dynamic 100%. If they both know that they're, you know, quote unquote, being unfaithful to each other, maybe they're in an open relationship. Maybe they've established that this is something that they're okay with. Regardless, you know, this could be a very different situation for them than it is for you, obviously. And maybe they don't want to tell you because they don't know how you'll react. Not everybody is as open as others. And if your parents have entered this, you know, less than conventional, I guess, relationship, they might be worried about your reaction to it. So this is, again, I don't know how close you are to your parents and if you want to talk to them about it. Like, oh, hey, mom and dad, I saw that you were, you know, fucking the neighbor. What's going on with that is a little intense. You know, that's a little, that's a little hot out of the gate. But, 
you know, maybe ease into it. Maybe talk to one of them about it. Maybe talk to both of them about it. I am all for anybody having sex and being healthy in their adult life. And especially for like older people, not saying that your parents are old, but like I would say older than me, you know, because then it gives me some optimism for the future that I could still be scandalous when I'm in my, you know, 50s and 60s or older. That's my plan, really, to continue to be scandalous for most of my life. So with these secrets, it's almost cut and dry in that you know something about your parents. Now you have to make the decision about whether you're going to talk to them about it or not, whether you're going to confront them about infidelity. It always becomes this kind of touchy subject when it comes to family. And I don't know if it's because we love them in a way that's different from other people in our lives or because we've been conditioned to think about our family differently than other people. Because you're not a bad person for questioning your mom and dad's relationship, for questioning who your father is or who your mother is if they're cheating on each other. You know, it's not wrong for you to feel this kind of way about them, but I think it's natural for us to question that feeling differently than in friendships or acquaintances and things like that. Like, I am all for if I hear like, ooh, Debbie so-and-so is cheating on her husband, and I don't know Debbie, I'm just overhearing this somewhere. I am all for that piping hot tea. I want to know all the details. I want to know what's going on. I want all the hot gossip. But if it's happening to your family, suddenly it's not gossip anymore. It's something that involves your life. It's memories from your childhood. It's this societal idea of what the perfect family should be. So it makes sense that you would be touchy about a subject like that. But I guess my challenge to all of you listeners is not to totally think of your family differently than you do of your other relationships. I've had to do the same thing in my life where you have to evaluate if this person were someone you met at work, if this person was someone you just sat next to on the city bus, if this person was your friend's parents, if they were just your friend, would you spend time with them? Would you call them out? Would you change your relationship with them if you had new information? I think we're conditioned to think that family has this quality about them where anything can be excused. And for some people, it's true. For some people, family matters the most that it doesn't matter what somebody does to them, they'll forgive them. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that there comes a point in your life where you have to evaluate your own mental health and well-being over the feelings that your parents might have. And this is a hard one for that. Because finding out somebody isn't who you think they are can be really devastating. And you guys, that brings us to Socrat number two. Now, I will say in a disclaimer for this episode that some of these Socrates are quite heavy. And like I said, they're inevitably bound for a Netflix documentary. That first one is kind of the plot of every Netflix original movie or most sitcoms that exist today. But, you know, Netflix will take any opportunity, I think, to bring this in. This is also not an episode sponsored by Netflix, but 
if you would like to sponsor me in my life slash put me in things, that's fine. Reach out to me. Also, today's how many times will Danielle say this in an episode? The word is Netflix. Please come and let me know how many times I say Netflix in this episode of Socrates. Guys, we're moving on swiftly here to Socrates number two. Now, this Socrates says, I think it's close to my mom's time. And I'm scared that my siblings won't tell me because we don't have a good relationship and they live out of state. This one is rough and very close to home. If you don't know, my mom has a lot of health issues that we've been navigating over the last few years. And she also lives across the country. So I deeply understand the fear that comes with having a sick parent or relative and being far away from them. I think it's something that all of us can kind of, you know, empathize with over the last year considering what we've all been going through. We're away from our families, we're separated from people we love, and that can really take a toll on us. This Socrates adds a new level in that you don't have a great relationship with your siblings, and it seems that you believe your siblings will not tell you about your mother's passing. Now, that's kind of the part that I feel like lends itself to some kind of Netflix special, Because, again, like we just talked about, relationships with family can be very different than the relationships that you allow to happen in your life otherwise. And then you have to layer in things like sick parents, sibling rivalries, cross-country excursions, all of that kind of stuff lends itself to a really, really rough way. Now, let's break down a little bit about what this secret is saying. First of all, thank you for sharing something with me that is deeply, deeply personal. Talking about death is terrifying for a lot of people, myself included. And thinking about the death of loved ones has to be in everybody's top five scariest things to think about. And yet, it brings us together when we talk about it because I feel like not just with this secret, but in a lot of secrets I've seen that people have sent in, there's a through line in a feeling of being alone. Everyone thinks they're the only one that has ever experienced this, has ever felt this way, and may ever feel this way again. And this is a good opportunity to tell you that you are not alone. If you have sent a Socrates in, in any capacity to this podcast or to at any time when we've done Socrates, I want to tell you with the utmost certainty that you are not alone. You are not the only person that has told me a story like this. You are not the only person harboring these kinds of feelings. You are not alone. For every secret like this one, there are 10 secrets with a very similar feeling. Everyone's circumstances may be different, but the fear and sometimes the shame of a secret is all a universal feeling. So you are not alone in that. It is kind of stressful, I will agree, when you look at a secret like this and you think about you're having to process first the potential loss of your mother. And also, I would guess some kind of grieving in such a broken down system with your siblings that you feel like they wouldn't tell you this. 
Now, it's very easy for me to look at this and think of some, like, Cinderella-like bullshit where you have these, like, you know, evil stepsisters who, like, don't want to have anything to do with you and they're going to just, like, sashay their way to some ball and you're going to scoop up the prince instead. But realistically, there are a lot of things that cause siblings to drift apart. I think about my own sister, who I know listens to this podcast. So hi, Kelsey. My sibling and I were very, very close when we were little. Then we went through this kind of rough patch when uh, I went into high school. And, and then I ran away, quite literally. Finished college, packed up all my shit, and ran away to Los Angeles. Like, it was insane. And I've been now in Los Angeles for five years, and I've only been home twice. Yikes. And that can eventually cause some kind of strain between us. Now, I think my sister and I are probably closer now than we have been in years. But there are a lot of things that I never thought about that affected my relationship with my sister and things that maybe she never thought about that affected the way that I saw her too. So we never know what it is that leads kind of to the breakdown of a relationship. We just know that it kind of happens. So if you're saying your relationship with your siblings is so bad that you think that they won't tell you when your mother dies, that is intense. Like, honestly, I can I feel like Tyler Perry is writing the movie right now about this situation. It's intense. But I want to challenge you to think about what you can do to strengthen your relationship with your mother or with someone close to your mother. This may be not your siblings, because I don't know what it is that caused that breakdown of relationship. So I'm not going to tell you to go be friends with your siblings again if they've been horrible to you. Because as I've just said, we're not going to, you know, tolerate mental manipulation and, you know, emotional labor for people who are not doing great things for us. So, you know, maybe your siblings are the evil stepsisters. Maybe are they are the Wicked Witch of the West. I'm trying to think of other, like, evil siblings. I don't know. Tell me your favorite evil siblings. I'm not saying that that's who they are. I'm just saying... You have to think about yourself and your relationship with your mother right now and less about mending some kind of terrible relationship with your siblings if it's not going to be conducive to you either. Because, and this is rough, and I know what I'm about to say is going to maybe hurt people along the way, but if your mom is dying, there will come a point where your mom is dead. And then you'll have to evaluate if you want these people in your life or not. Because from the way this secret is written, it sounds to me like the only thing that is connecting you with these people who you say treat you so badly is your mom. And when she's gone, you no longer have to do that emotional labor for people who didn't treat you well. So maybe think about that. Think about being there for your mom, connecting with her, for the time that you have in any way that you can. A little message, a text, a letter, whatever you think might get to her. And then maybe later you can think about what kind of relationship you want to have with your siblings. Because remember, you're the hero in your own story. So even if they think they're Cinderella in your story, 
you're Cinderella, and they're the evil stepsisters. And I'm Gus Gus, because I want to be. Now, you guys, we have had two intense Socrates already. And you might be thinking, Danielle, what could possibly be deeper than this? Well, we have saved maybe the craziest Socrate for last. My mom has undiagnosed Munchausen's by proxy. I say undiagnosed because she's never been caught, but I found out a few years ago that I've never had Lyme disease, a disease that she had me treated for from the ages of four to eight with painful procedures, including a central line that was put in for all of my medications. Um, paging Gypsy Rose? Is this Gypsy Rose? If you don't know what Munchausen's by proxy is, I encourage you, after this podcast, do a little Google search and fall deep, 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 deep down a rabbit hole of what might be the scariest and perhaps my favorite, like, mental disorder or disease. Munchausen's is a different but similar uh, disease in which somebody will fake illnesses in order to receive attention, medical care, whatever it may be. Now, for the most part, Munchausen's and Munchausen's by proxy is considered a mental disorder or disease because it manifests within the mind in a way, usually as a coping mechanism in response to trauma. Now, Munchausen's is when you make yourself sick, when you're causing illness or the presentation of illness in your own body. Munchausen's by proxy is almost, you know, always a parent and child. Munchausen's by proxy is exactly how it sounds. It's Munchausen's where you're faking or feigning illness or disease in a proxy in someone else. So the most famous, um, I guess, or publicized instance of Munchausen's by proxy is Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother. Now, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was led to believe that she had all of these diseases, that she was wheelchair-bound, she had to have a feeding tube, a central line, all of these different things. And she found out later that she was actually not only older than she really was told that she was, but that she had none of these illnesses. And in a response, met someone online who then murdered her mother. Now, the case of Gypsy Rose has been, you know, gone over time and time again. There's tons of, you know, um, articles written. There is a very famous documentary called um, Mommy Dead and Dearest, which is about Gypsy and her mother. Uh, And then there is a Hulu, I believe it's a Hulu original series called The Act, where Joey King plays Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Patricia Arquette plays her mother. And it follows, you know, the story of Gypsy Rose and her mom. Now, Munchausen's by proxy, I feel like is fascinating because I know I hate going to the doctor and I am a hypochondriac. I spend half of my time on WebMD, I feel like. But I always feel better when I find out I'm not sick. So the idea that somebody makes themselves sick to receive care or attention 
is fascinating to me. So when I received this socket, I was absolutely blown away. Now, Lyme disease, I will tell you, I don't know a ton about Lyme disease. All I know about Lyme disease is actually from the reality television show, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because Gigi Hadid's mom, Yolanda, has Lyme disease. So that's kind of all I know about that. And that she was married to the guy that's married to Catherine McPhee now. And that they, oh, David Foster, I think is his name. And they actually got divorced almost as a result of her Lyme disease, which is wild. Um, but it is absolutely fascinating, terrifying, insane to have somebody tell me that they were the victim of Munchausen by proxy that their mother made them sick for over four years to do what? To receive, I don't know, care, attention, money, notoriety. I don't know. It's this, I guess, this feeling of being needed. Like, I think I'm needy, and then I see Munchausen's by proxy. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not that needy. Now, for the person that sent this in, oh my God. God, dude, I'm so glad that you're okay now. I'm glad that you know, though I'm sure that has to be a lot to unpack. But, whoo, I mean, think about it. You could sell those rights to Netflix. I mean, they, I mean, there's not the murder thing, which I think kind of sold it for a lot for Gypsy Rose. Not that I think Gypsy Rose is a murderer. I'm just saying. I think that that was a compelling part of the story. But the fact that you escaped it is also pretty amazing. I mean, Leah Remini has made an entire career out of escape, at least lately, about escaping Scientology. So you could escape Munchausen's by proxy and also have an incredible docuseries. I think it's going to be great. I'm glad that you're okay. And I just think that this Socrates, and I wanted to save it for last because I knew that I was going to be talking about, you know, the burden that comes with something happening within the family because that's really what drives us the sense of duty the sense of responsibility to our family and a lot comes along with that including taking on burdens you wouldn't otherwise take on accepting things you might not otherwise accept from other people behaviors things like that and then you get all the way to the end of the spectrum of something like an actual mental disorder disease like Munchausen's by proxy. How much can you accept? How much do you forgive when it's your family? It's kind of wild the things that we think about in terms of family and relationships and things like that. In our first episode, we talked about love, the secrets we keep for love. This episode is kind of the secrets we put up with for family, live through for family. I found that I think that the way we account for secrets, the way we behave with the secrets that we have or the secrets we keep, really depends on the person we're keeping the secret for. And I will encourage you to keep those secrets to everyone, except for me. If you have a secret that you want to share, I am all ears and I am ready to hear it. So drop me some tea. You know I love to brew. 
And come back next week for another episode of Socrates with me, your family, Danielle. Thank you.